Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. It is a Wednesday. How lucky are we? Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Live in Los Angeles, it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Lakers Suns, amazing last night. Get to that in five minutes. That was a great regular season game. Suns got hosed, the officials, L.A., whatever. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh my God, the Jet Circus is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God, Lord. Do we have to talk about the Jets? Can't we just talk about the greatest NBA player in the history of the sport? How good was LeBron last night? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. So, Favre to the Jets, it was pretty embarrassing for a lot of reasons. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets has officially pivoted to embarrassing. So, Diana Rossini broke the story that Zach Wilson was asked to play, and he didn't want to play. The kid from BYU, the quarterback, it hasn't worked. We don't need to go into details on that. It hasn't worked. So, he was asked to play after he was benched, and he's like, I don't want to play. And the Jets are freaking out. Who's leaking it? Where's it coming from? And Diana Rossini is doubling down on her report on the Michael K. show in New York. I think right now everyone's trying their best to try to figure out, you know, what was it a player? Was it a coach? Was it a trainer? Was it somebody that works in security? I can just tell you that it was multiple people that are very aware because the entire building has been aware of this for over a week now that Zach Wilson has had reluctance to wanting to go back in there. He's expressed it openly. Aaron wanted all the power, all the attention, all the leverage, all his guys. He got it, and it's a remarkable mess. Green Bay's just humming along, and so is Mike McCarthy. 
You know, it's been interesting to watch Aaron, who I was very critical of early, but I did acknowledge I liked him better than Favre, and he's one of the great throwers of the football up there with Dan Marino and Joe Montana I've ever seen. Then he got a little weird. Sometimes guys do. They're older, never married, no kids, not even sure he has a dog. It's all about him. I've seen other guys like that. Gets richer and richer. A little stranger. He views himself now as an oracle, a truth teller, above cliched narratives of the media or the government, above mandates, above vaccines, not beholden to structure or norms of society like the rest of us mere mortals. He is a prophet, a guru. Well, here's a cold, hard truth. Green Bay is laughing this morning. Brian Gudenkunst is probably texting Joe Douglas, welcome to my world. Here's another truth. To be friends with Aaron, it's always got to be on his terms. He'll dictate what you need to do, and you'll need to comply. Those are the realities of Aaron. For years, there were passive-aggressive shots at Gudenkunst and Matt LaFleur at the end. And I had two different Packer teammates tell me he would roll his eyes at Mike McCarthy in the huddle. Mike McCarthy's doing just fine now. Yes, you wanted the smoke, Aaron, and now you've got it. The New York media, the dysfunction of the Jets, this is what they are. Green Bay is currently in the playoffs, and the Jets are tied for the second worst record in the AFC. Colin, it's not his fault. Well, he wanted Alan Lazard, and he wanted Nat Hackett, and, of course, that running back, Dalvin Cook, was on the market, and I'm sure he made it clear it would be nice to have another running back, even though I said on this show, you've got Brees Hall. Running back's not an issue. Fix the O-line. But Aaron knew better. Why not? He's a guru, a truth-teller, Joe Rogan with a spiral. He has all the answers. Oh, boy. You know, the Green Bay Packers, bless their little Dockers-wearing hearts, are a lot like Disneyland. They've never been the coolest place, but it's easy to have a good time there. Green Bay just keeps chugging along, doing what they do, finding the next quarterback, making him sit on a bench for three years and watch another great quarterback. Then that quarterback, Favre Rogers, falls in love with Favre and Rogers, and then they let him go to the Jets, and then it's a grease fire. And then Green Bay, actually, for a year, it's a little bumpy with the first year Aaron and the first year Jordan Love, but you look up a little while down the road, and Green Bay's still winning, and the Jets are still a tire fire. Aaron's truth was a silence retreat. The NFL's truth, the Jets are always noisy. Welcome to the jungle. Here's Aaron on the latest leaks, and he is not happy. We need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately uh, because there's no place in, in a winning culture where... And there's been, this is not the only time. There's been a bunch of other leaks. I think it's um, at its core and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization. You were at a winning organization and were increasingly unimportant in that winning organization. And at the end, coddled in that winning organization, they went above and beyond. You went to a retreat and then were shocked when you came out and they said, okay, enough is enough, we're gonna go with the kid. Can't blame Green Bay. These are choices we all make, I say it often. Mirrors still work, head into the bathroom, stare at it. We become reluctant to. This is all of Aaron's making. He could very well right now, had he embraced those young receivers in Green Bay, who, by the way, a year later, looked damn, they look damn good.
All those receivers you were impatient with last year, they look good. <laughs> and Jordan Love gets to play with those guys for the next four and five years. They're not even paying them for three and four years. Jets could use a second receiver. As far as I can tell, Green Bay has four I like. And the money to go buy another if they wanted. Guru, Oracle, your football player, handsome guy, rich, good at what you do. Let people do what they do. You throw a football like you do, and that's how good organizations run. Brady left New England for years, but he acknowledged as he left and became a dynasty that he had no real sailing personnel. Either did Joe Montana in San Francisco. Either does Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Know what you know, do what you do, and let others respectfully do what they do. Aaron wanted power, smoke, and leverage. You got it. You got it. All right, so last night was a really, really high-end regular season game in the NBA. They've created this in-season tournament, and there's a lot of grumpy people that don't like it, but for whatever reason, the players like it. And they're playing really hard. And two nights ago, we got the Celtics and the Pacers, and it felt like a playoff game. And last night, I'm watching the Suns and the Lakers, and my takeaway is, damn, these guys are fighting for rebounds. These guys are fighting for loose balls. This is good. Now, the Suns got hosed at the end on a, you know, a bad call, but it was a go-either-way game. You know, Both teams will be fine. Bradley Beal wasn't there. Uh, you know, Suns never have their full roster. But in the end, it was a very, very good game. You can't call a timeout if you don't have possession. The Lakers didn't have possession. Austin Reeves, loose ball. is a bad call against the Suns, and the Lakers went on to win. It's not going to affect anything big picture for the NBA, but it was a bad call. Lakers got the call at home. Suns didn't on the road. But I'm sitting there thinking about that game after. LeBron's been a Laker now. This is year six. And since he's arrived, he's been way better than I thought he would be for a longer period of time. He's been way better. And the Lakers roster and teams have actually been kind of worse than I thought they would be. I figured LeBron, 38 years old, about to be 39, at this point, would be giving you about 17 points a night. He takes care of his body, playing about 50 games a year, and kind of like have a supporting cast around him that can, you know, do the lifting. Uh, that's, not, that's not what it is. LeBron is still the go-to player for the Lakers. He is their offensive stallion in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis is the better defensive player, but he disappears long stretches, long halves. LeBron is their go-to player in the fourth, and some nights he's the best player on the team. Or, excuse me, best player on the floor. I got nothing against Austin Reeves. He should be a good number five starter or first guy off a bench. I like Rui. Jared Vanderbilt doesn't give you much offensively. D'Angelo Russell's a little screwy for me. I wouldn't have signed him to an extension, but he's got some talent. But the Lakers largely, to be honest, have let LeBron down. And LeBron doesn't pout. He's a mason, brick after brick. He remarkably leads the NBA. I'm going to read this slowly. In shots made in the fourth quarter over Giannis, Luka, Steph, Tatum, Jokic. The heck? Leads the NBA in shots made. Six years in, he's been better than I thought. Delivered big moments two, three times more too often than I thought he would. And the Lakers have kind of let him down. He could have easily, after the title in the bubble, faded into the background. The Lakers, as an ownership group, the Bus family is one of the poorest, actually, in the NBA. It's, a, it's, it's like your local grocery store chain. 
And LeBron's the patriarch, you know, like the restaurant, where he wants to hand it over to the kids to run the restaurant. But there's LeBron every night, mopping the floors, making the last hamburger, making the last meal, serving the last customer, closing the shop every night. It's really been remarkable to watch. Head down, grateful, six-year, no slowing down, jet fuel in the fourth, still carries the team. And against the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant and all that talent on the floor, he was the best player in the game late. That is insane. Here he was after. You got some of the most alpha male competitors in the world. And if you give us an opportunity to play for something, something meaningful, um, with an incentive, then you'll get what you get. The in-season tournament is what it is. And we have an opportunity to, you know, play on a big stage, be on national television, be able to represent our families and represent our, our cities and communities where we come from. I don't know how, as he turns 39, they're going to keep getting these minutes out of LeBron in the fourth quarter. But sometimes I feel like Brady at the end, I felt like I was just getting bonus games. Is like Brady's career's over. This is like the bonus section of Brady's career. I don't really deserve these. None of us really deserve them. This doesn't make any sense. Like genetically, it doesn't make any sense what Tom Brady did, what LeBron's doing. But for six years, I know there's a lot of LeBron critics. He has over-delivered. And the Lakers, frankly, have kind of under-delivered. Look at the roster. Eh, probably not beating the Celtics. Eh, it's not beating Denver. <laughs> If Bradley Beal ever plays consistently, probably not going to beat Phoenix. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, you were there last night, right? Oh, yeah. What a scene. You know, we saw something in December we've never seen in the NBA. A team playing defense. <laughs> the Lakers forced 20 turnovers. Yeah. By the way, Devin Booker, I watched him a lot. I mean, he's a fantastic player. He's becoming a Luka Doncic, like yelling at the refs on every single play. Cam Reddish is hugging him up and bothering him, and Booker's just complaining. And It was just a phenomenal basketball game. Yeah, we game. saw the Celtics-Pacers a couple nights ago, and you're like, wow, this feels like a playoff game. So the NBA decided they knew their regular seasons were soft and the players were doing load management, so they had some financial um, incentives. And so they create this in-season tournament where they change the court appearance. And for whatever reason, it works. And some of these, last night's game was, and I'm, I watched three quarters of it, my takeaway was, this is intense. Yeah. These guys were fighting for rebounds and yelling at the refs, and it was like, that was good regular season. There's 82 games in the regular season. Yeah. Listen, I fly occasional weekends. I'm tired for two days after. These guys are flying <laughs> all over the country, not regionally, nationally, and it's a long season, and to get games like that, Tip of the cap to both teams. You don't want to read too much into one game, but the Lakers have now beat the Suns three times in three games this season. They match up great with them because of Cam Reddish, Vanderbilt. The wings can defend KD and Booker and Beal when he comes back. You know, I, Laker, Lakers-Nuggets may be the Western Conference Finals, Colin. They, Lakers just match up great. It'd with, be nice I mean, if somebody beyond LeBron had to carry the team in the fourth. Well, Anthony Davis oh, that's he had a good he first half. He got a lot of rebounds. And Austin <laughs> Reeves. How about Austin Reeves? I mean, Colin, come on. I heard he went to Himothy University. Are you aware of that? He's him. Austin Reeves is him. Oh, oh God. You didn't like that? No. He buried that three and was just flexing in front of Grayson Allen. Place was going bonkers. Yeah, the crowd was amazing. Yeah. It really is. It, it's amazing to me. It's, it speaks so well of American sports fans. It is a Tuesday night in Los Angeles. 
It's hard to get in. It's hard to get out. And that place is packed and going bonkers on a Tuesday night. I'm sitting home. You know, I'm sitting there with a Diet Coke watching the game, chilling out. But, I mean, on a Tuesday night in Los Angeles, a distracted city where there's a million things to do, that place was bonkers last night. It's great. All right, I've got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for the parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus seven against the Rams. NFC teams this year, Detroit, Seattle, that have gone east to face Lamar Jackson and that speed offense have been clobbered. I'll take the Ravens to win by over a touchdown. The Browns have Joe Flacco, but their defense at home should shut down the Jags, who won't have Trevor Lawrence or Christian Kirk. He's having surgery. I like the Browns by a touchdown. Chiefs minus two and a half at home over the Bills. They're better. They're bouncing off a loss, which they normally do. And I just don't trust the Bills in a big spot. Ravens, Browns, Chiefs, home favorites like them all. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Takes a minute, that's all. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the reasons the Jets brought Aaron Rodgers in is when you are a dysfunctional franchise, and it's the same reason they brought Brett Favre in. When you're a dysfunctional franchise and you've got structural mayhem and chaos and ineptness all through a building, one of the reasons and ways to solve that can just be go get a great quarterback. I mean, that's 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 one of the ways you solve problems in the NFL. Just go get a great quarterback. 
Now, usually if it's in the draft, that quarterback can't overcome chaos. Andrew Luck was good enough to do it. Um, I think I think Caleb Williams at USC could overcome a lot of chaos. If you look at the Houston Texans, a year ago today, they were the laughing stock of the league. They got the coach right. They got the quarterback right. Now you're like, that's a playoff team. That's what's great about the NFL. It's the league of hope. Bill Parcells once took a one in fifteen Dolphins team. He didn't even coach. He said, "I'll do. I'll be the GM. I'll fix your roster." He gave it to Tony Sperano. Rest in peace. And they won like 11 games. Like It doesn't take that much in the NFL. Seven, eight draft picks, couple free agents, the right coach, the right quarterback. The Chicago Bears, there's a story in The Athletic today that the Bears need to go out and get Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I think he's more important to college football than he is pro football, but it is interesting. He's a Midwest guy, and the Bears are a huge Midwest NFL brand. The Bears are not that far off. They have a number one receiver in D.J. Moore. The Texans didn't. They had to go find Tank Dell in the draft. They have an elite edge rusher, Montez Sweat. Again, the Texans had to draft that. They already have Montez Sweat in the building. They already have a good left and right tackle, Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright. Those are good players. And they have two of the top picks, like Houston did. So they could go get a quarterback, like Houston, and the best defensive player in the draft, like Houston did. Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, right coach. <laughs> Stir, got yourself, looks like a playoff team. So Chicago's actually got a, a number one receiver and a really good pro in the building who's already an edge rusher. So there's a lot to work with. Also, that division for the Texans is wonky. So is this one. The Lions are good but fading, and they're going to lose Ben Johnson, their OC, in the offseason, and he could be the magic potion in that building. Minnesota, who's their quarterback? Green Bay, I like Jordan Love now. Well, we don't know if he's the future. He looks better now than he did five, six weeks ago, or he's a disaster. But there's a lot to work with here. Or he could stay at Michigan with the NCAA, especially if Michigan wins. They may be in a very, very bad mood, and Michigan taunting them, winning a national championship. NCAA could come down really punitively. Also, Harbaugh's going to lose 18 to 20 players in the draft. Wouldn't it be an advantage like it was for Jimmy Johnson early in Dallas or Pete Carroll early in Seattle where you go to the NFL and you know the college personnel much better? Tom Coughlin went from Boston College to Jacksonville in the NFL. He just knew the personnel better than everybody else. So there's a lot There's a lot going for Chicago if they get Caleb Williams, the best defensive player in Harbaugh. It'll be interesting. Now, Michigan still recruiting uh, the five-star quarterback out of uh, Detroit, Dante Moore, who played at UCLA for a year, transferred out. He's visiting Michigan, so as the Buckeyes lost a quarterback this week, they could be gaining a five-star quarterback from their state. That would be a reason to stay. But um, the Athletics saying Chicago should go after him, and I think you can look at the blueprint of the Houston Texans. You get the coach and the quarterback right, that second early pick right, get the best defensive player, which Houston did, Rinse and repeat it. it. It really is what makes the NFL great. You're always a good draft and the right coach away from being maybe not a Super Bowl team, but certainly a wild card team and playoff viable. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Yeah, we might have to start talking some transfer portals, some interesting names in there. Crazy. I'm kind of into it. I don't know. So am I. Feels like there's some... I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to take a shot at Oklahoma. Why did Oklahoma's quarterback leave? 
Like, where, Oklahoma's a top 10 program. I'm not no, I mean, to, but I mean, I don't understand yeah, it. Oklahoma fans, sure you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's. We'll have something on him later in the show. And the coach at Oklahoma's a defensive guy. The coach at Oregon's a defensive guy. It's not like he's going to some wizard offensively. Like, he's not going to Lane Kiffin, or he's not going to, you know, like a, a Lincoln Riley who has a success record. Or a, I just don't understand why, why you would leave Oklahoma to go to Oregon. They're both great programs. Who do you think can offer more NIL money? The Nike program? Uh, Oregon. Okay. That's we'll not get close. to that later. Well, All, right. All right. Anyways, let's start with the 49ers, Colin. This is a funny quote. So, obviously, they blasted the Eagles 42-19. to Redemption for Brock Purdy. Four touchdown passes. Elevated to an MVP favorite, according to this show. Um, Trent Williams, his mammoth of a left tackle, wasn't surprised by the result. He had a great quote. I had full confidence we would have this type of game from the jump. We got a quarterback, so it made it a lot easier this time. <laughs> Colin, I looked this up. Last year in the NFC title game, Purdy was hurt on the first series. Yeah. So at some point, we need to just throw that game out. Like of We course. shouldn't even consider That's any right. of it. That's right. And, by the way, meanwhile, it was still 7-7 with, like, three minutes left in the first half. I digress. Um, Fair. After Christian McCaffrey scored that touchdown against the Eagles in the NFC Championship, I think everybody in the building thought, here they come. Yeah, but there was Josh Johnson, who's now working at Outback Steakhouse. Well, er, Uh, er, er, no reason to take shots. Just kidding. That's not a shot. He's old and whatever. Anyways, um, (laughs) I just just look at the Eagles and the way they've played. You know I like Dallas this week. Yeah, I think you're In a a rematch. Eagles 49ers. I think the Niners are going to be favored by more than three, whether it's home or away. I don't. I, well, let, let's. We have to be honest about this. San Francisco is not is the only team in the league that you can say unequivocally has no real hole. They're not. I'm, the I'm saying secondary is not amazing because well, the injuries. Bland has emerged. I would say that's not an issue. I thought it was going to be an issue, and then this this kid becomes a Pro Bowl. No, I meant secondary for the Niners. Oh, I no, feel no, no, like no. it's susceptible. Um, I don't think it's great. But Hufunga, the pass rush makes up for it, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a great secondary, but I don't think it's a hole. I think Philadelphia's back end is a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. Now, I will say the, the thing about Dallas, which they're better today than they were when they played the Niners the first time. The Cowboys' offensive line now is healthy, and I don't know what PFF is ranking it, but when you watch Dallas play, even when they didn't play great against Seattle, their old line at Dallas, and Greg Cosell tells tomorrow, it's playing at a high. It could be the best old line right now in the league. Well, let's not go overboard. Uh, let's see how they do this week. But I will say to the Eagles, Colin, one of these stat guys broke down the Eagles' run game, and it seems like they just can't run the football this year. Now, the offensive line is the same. What's the difference? And a lot of people are starting to say, well, Jalen Hurts is not running at the level he was last year. He's banged up. And also, let's be real, Eagles gave him a lot of money. Do you want your expensive quarterback running the way he did last year? Well, I don't think you do. Also, let's be honest. Coordinators matter. Shane Steichen is probably going to win coach of the year. Yeah. Okay, so for the record, Justin Herbert's best years, Shane Steichen. Jalen Hurts' best years, Shane Steichen. Gardner Minshew makes the playoffs potentially. Shane Steichen. If you lose a Kyle Shanahan as a coordinator, if if you lose a Shane Steichen, you just can't. Brian Dable leaves the Bills. They've never been the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Shane Steichen, it doesn't happen very often, but about every other year, every every two, three years, we get a, a, an offensive guy. It's a McVay. It's a Shanahan. It's a Dable. It's a Shane Steichen. You're like... Oh, he's just better than the rest of the league. This guy is really sharp. And listen, a week ago, Eagles were 10-1 and on top of the world. You don't want to push the panic button. But if they lose to Dallas, 
And then you start looking at some of the ages on some of the guys in the trenches, Lane Johnson and Kelsey. No, like you got to move you some You start parts. to wonder, like, well, well let's let's be honest. It, 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 there's no dynasty here. They're not setting anything so up. So when the Rams went all in, they got the ring, and then they had to disassemble it. So Philadelphia's gone all in the last two years. They didn't get the ring, and now they don't look the same. And so when you do go all in, you better get the trophy. Because you have to disassemble this stuff very, very quickly. And it's, you know, Philadelphia came down to a play or two. It just happened to face Mahomes. But it's like the Rams, for all the heartache last year and the early struggles this year, they would not give up San that roster for San Francisco's without yeah. the ring. Everybody got minted there for five years. And my big takeaway, and I've been kind of pushing this. I don't know how long it's going to last. The idea of the 49er strategy, let's find a quarterback who can process, who's not a massive superstar, who's not a $250 million guy, and let's build around him with an awesome roster, as you like to say. I think that some more teams are going to probably try that than let's pay the superstar quarterback, you know, $50 million. Yeah, but it's much. Listen, it's difficult. Half of the first round quarterbacks bust. Like the idea that everybody can just find a fifth round quarterback about once a decade, we get a DAC. I mean, well, Russell Wilson, that, that counted third round pick. We'll, we'll count yeah, that. But, but do they have a Kyle Shanahan calling the plays? So I mean, San listen, Francisco, they won a Super Bowl. They went to one, you know, and then you pay Russ and tough to get back there. It's just the NFL. I, they do a great job of inviting parity to the league, right? You got to pay your quarterback. Can't pay everybody else. Right. Come back to the pack. Yeah. Anyways, next up, uh, Miami Dolphins, Colin, nine and three. AFC's top seed currently heading into week 14. Isn't that crazy? Well, I can't be winning teams into the top seed. We'll talk about the schedule here. This is a little wild. Uh, Miami's in the driver's seat, but Mike McDaniels, he's having none of it. Call me when it's a 13-game season, and I'll be excited to talk about the next game. Uh, I think, you know, that, you know, for all of us that have been uh, around the NFL long enough, um... You know, you, you get about five games, four games left, and and that becomes a lot of the, a lot of the conversation. And it, you know, it, it it does take a lot of execution to get there. The the only thing that really matters is how we continue our development um, of mastering each and every day. I got to tell you something. I like when Miami's good because the best East Coast football teams are all cold weather teams. So when you can get Miami. It's, it's like L.A. weather where you get clean weather, you get a high-powered offense with Dan Marino, with Tua and Mike McDaniel, and it's that guaranteed East Coast fireworks show. Yeah. You know, it, you, the problem, the Northeast and the, and the Northern teams in this league, you usually have to build a certain way, a strong-arm quarterback, a power run game. You know, you don't have to do that as much when you play in warmer weather because, you know, you're on a fast track all the time. So I, th- I just think when I watch Miami, um, it, it's there's real value to the NFL. When the Miami Dolphins are fun and exciting and have a quarterback and scoring, the league feels bigger. They're, they're a fun, I love watching them. Yeah, by the way, Yale guy, McDaniel, wearing a Louis Vuitton uh, hoodie there. In the, I mean, he's, woof, he's stepping up in class there. Now, I will say, Miami schedule down the stretch. For their final five at home. Double-digit favorite against Tennessee. They well, will that, be double-digit favorites against whoever the hell the Jets trot out at quarterback. Okay? Dallas, that game is massive. And I'll... We just saw Seattle go up and down the field on Dallas. And Miami actually has a defense. I'll I'll go out right now and say Miami wins that game. Then you got at Baltimore, which will probably be for the number one seed, versus Buffalo. We don't even know if they're going to be in the let playoffs. Me, let me tell you something. This team... I'm just, a lot of teams... Be careful. ...can win... 
beyond a number one seed. Miami's a team that could use a number one seed, play a warm weather game. First of all, you have an offensive coach, so you'd get a buy. Buys always matter more with an offensive coach and an offensive culture, right? Like Pittsburgh on a buy is not going to be as good as Andy Reid in a buy. So, so Miami is a team. Like I don't think Baltimore in a buy, Kansas City in a buy. I, I don't think that matters I mean, that much. Here's but the I other think, thing. look at those wild card teams, Colin. They're a mess. Horrible. Like I mean, backup quarterback Trubisky, third string in Flacco. Back up in Minshew. None of those guys scare you. No. Dolphins are easily seven-plus favorites in all those games. I mean, the guy you don't want to face, I think, is Josh Allen, and he's buried there at 6-6. Six and six. Listen, it's an advantage for Miami not to have to go to Baltimore in cold weather. Well, they're going to have to go to them. Uh, I don't know if it's... Oh, oh it's uh, New Year's Eve. That's a big game, New Year's Eve. Miami-Baltimore, possibly for the number one seed. I'll just point this out. McDaniel took Skylar Thompson to Buffalo in the playoffs, and they covered the spread and they were competitive. pushed Buffalo. Yeah. Close. Uh, final story. Let's get back to the NBA. The paperclips, they're really struggling since that James Harden acquisition. But, but they have won six of their last nine. Despite the improvements, and they're still under 500, the offense is not working. PJ Tucker had the perfect one liner to describe the offense, telling <laughs> Sam Amick, there's not enough basketballs on the planet for this team. Now, uh, to defend the Clippers, not that I normally do, P.J. Walker has essentially been benched for the last like week and change because he just they're, they're tinkering. Yeah. Um, Colin, one game under 500, they're ninth in the West. Like, you go on like a five-game win streak, you're instantly top four in the West. Like, let's not not overreact to the Clippers. Here, I I, I say this before. You ever see a, a business make a move and you disagree with it immediately? So we didn't like I didn't like Harden to the Clippers at all. If Westbrook wasn't there, it would kind of work. But I think, with, and I'm not blaming Westbrook. Westbrook, Harden, Kawhi, Paul, George, it's a its a circus. And again, the, the four people who view themselves as stars. So Westbrook was cool enough to go to the bench and you know acknowledge, hey, maybe I'm better off the bench. But it's a lot for Tyloo to handle. But my takeaway has always been on this, is when you see a company do something, and I've seen big sports companies do something, and I disagree with the move, my question is always, did nobody in the Clippers or that sports company or that company raise their hand in the room and go, this isn't going to work? Because I think I think corporate boards can lack courage. Somebody inside the Clippers room had to look at that and have the courage. And my guess is, my guess it would be Jerry West got on the phone with Steve Ballmer and said, I don't like this at all. Now, I can't confirm it, but I can't believe Jerry West said this will work. Yeah. That's one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest guy, with Pat Riley and league history and personnel. If you do this move, who had the courage to at least push back in that meeting with Ballmer and the execs and Ooh. go, guys, he's a fading player that needs the ball. Yeah. Who do you think's pushing back against one of the richest men in the world in Ballmer? Get me a star. Get me. Who's going to stand up and raise their... Let's push back against it. I don't, I think, I don't, I I don't think, think a lot of people have that courage. You know me. I, I would probably do it, but then I'd be fired like a month later. Um, I will say, you and I have talked off air about businesses. Uh, and we talked a little bit about Spotify yesterday. They yeah, had like their yeah. third round of layoffs. A couple years ago, they were just handing out money like candy to everybody. Yes. Handing out money to podcasts that you and I know yeah. they're, not, they're not working. And we're Spotify now. Third round of layoffs this year. Like businesses do dumb things. People are afraid to challenge authority. The Clippers, somebody has to at some point stand up. I bet you it was Jerry West. I, there's no way I believe Jerry West said, yeah, this will work. And you guys keep heaping it on Ty Lu, like he he has to solve the Rubik's Cube constantly. I'll give Westbrook credit. Westbrook's like, I'll go to the bench. This doesn't work. But I mean, come on. This thing didn't look good going in.
We're not executives in the NBA. It looked like a mess going in. I will maintain they will be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know how I like to compare NBA to NFL. We're essentially four games into the NFL season in NBA. That's all we are right now. About four games in. Now, do we overreact in September? So, like when the Bengals struggled early? Eh, not really. We overreacted to the Packers in here. Look where they are now. They're fixing things. I think the Clippers will be all right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line Joel news. Klatt, top of next hour. He's going to weigh in on that Florida State controversy. Joel Klatt, top of next hour. Mark Sanchez stops by, too. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight on FS1, we got a great game coming your way. This 12th-ranked Texas takes on number 8 Marquette. It all tips off tonight at 7.30 Eastern on FS1. Okay, breaking news with the New York Jets. Robert Sala, the head coach in this ongoing circus, just announced that Zach Wilson will start this Sunday against the Texans. Gives him a fighting chance. He said Zach is, quote, fired up, unquote, and gives them the best chance to win, which is probably true. Um, You know, again, I I will say this. 
I'll be glass half full guy because all the New York teams right now are underwhelming. Again, there's a glimmer of hope for the Jets. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to beat the Texans. I don't think they're going to win many games going forward. But if you look at the mock draft board right now, the Jets are at six. And remember, the teams ahead of them, Washington plays the Jets, and they're a better team right now. And Chicago's trying to win, and they're all four and eight. So my takeaway is I don't see a lot of W's for the Jets. They could easily end up with the number four pick in this draft. And that's a great pick. Remember, they could get the best offensive tackle, the Penn State kid who's a generational left tackle. Uh, the best tight end, Brock Bowers from Georgia. The second best wide receiver, be it Washington's or LSU's. Uh, the third or fourth best quarterback, though I would not go there. These are all real needs. So what the, you know, the, the Jets are very actually a little lucky. What they need is a left tackle number one, a star receiver number two, um, a tight end would help. Number three, they're all there in a great draft, and those positions have are well-stocked. The, the other thing the Jets could do, they could move down four or five spots and get that number two second-round pick back for Aaron Rodgers, and they could still get then the second-best left tackle or the third-best receiver or the fourth-best quarterback. Again, it's, it's, this is not the NBA. You can get a high-end starter at a position of need, and he can be really, really good. If you go to the last several years in the NFL, uh, we have had some great young left tackles come out. Uh, Panay Sewell for the Lions is a monster. Uh, Thomas for the Giants had a rough rookie year, but he's great now. Uh, Slater for the Chargers was a first-rounder. Tristan Wirfs, right side, left side, he's great. Christian Darisau, um was a first-round guy for the Vikings. He, a lot of times he will rate as the highest-rated tackle in football. So there's a lot of good left tackles out there. I do not think the Jets should pursue a quarterback with their first pick. This franchise has so much instability, it needs... It needs guarantees. It needs foundational pieces that can start and play. It doesn't need a, a guy that's annoying the heck out of Aaron Rodgers behind him. Listen, you're in on this Aaron thing. And I may roll my eyes at a lot of Aaron's, you know, uh, oracle, uh, silence retreat stuff, it, whatever. He's almost 40, he's single, never married, no kids. It's a different life, right? He's living his best life. So I, a lot of this stuff I just roll my eyes at. But you got to be all in on Aaron. That's the, he, the only way to solve a lot of this stuff quickly is with Aaron Rodgers. So I think you can make an argument. You trade down that first pick, and you wouldn't have to go far down because there are so many good quarterbacks and so many teams that need him. You could get two seconds and a fourth moving down two spots. And I, you could still get the second-best left tackle. So I, I, the Jets, there's a glimmer of hope. Again, look what the Texans did. I do think, and I said this yesterday, I think Robert Sala has to take the franchise over. I think Robert Sala has to say, you know what, Hackett is not really my ideal choice. I'm not calling to have people fired, but that thing's not working. It didn't work in Denver. It was a disaster. Clearly, he was over his head. It's not working here in New York. They'll move Zach Wilson out of the building. I'd get Nat Hackett out. I would probably move Sauce Gardner, who's a very good corner, top four or five in the league, maybe top three, but you can get multiple picks. So you could get picks for Gardner, or you could move down two or three slots and get more picks. It's not the end of the world. They're actually in a good spot. By the way, speaking of New York, I watched the Knicks last night uh, get whacked by uh, Dame and Giannis. And, uh, like, like, listen, 
New York sports are a mess. Uh, the glimmer of hope is New York, but let's be realistic about the Knicks. In the NFL, you can do a lot of things right. In the end, you got to have a Mahomes. You know, you got to have a great superstar quarterback to win Super Bowls. That's just the way it is. And in the NBA, you can have a bunch of above-average players. You got to go find your Giannis. You got to find your Steph, your your LeBron, your Durant. So last night, Bucks played the Knicks. Giannis is a two-time regular season MVP and a one-time Finals MVP, and Dame is a seven-time All NBA guy and a number six pick. Okay, those guys were humming offensively, and all the guys the Knicks have who are nice players didn't look nearly as good as two of the best seventy-five players who have ever played in the history of the sport. Like Milwaukee's got two of them, the Knicks have none of them. They're going to take a big swing here. I like Jalen Brunson. I, I, Julius Randle can drive me nuts, but he's okay. Uh, R.J. Barrett, I think he's better than his critics say. But they're not top 75 guys of all time. And when you watch the Bucks last night, when Dame's hitting and Giannis is playing well, and you watch that offense, Knicks couldn't do a thing with Tom Thibodeau. Couldn't do a thing defensively. Couldn't stop him. So it's the same thing. You take Jason Tatum out of the Celtics, they're okay. They're okay. Denver Nuggets, go look at their history. They've had, they've had a lot of great players, and then they got Jokic. Like, this, this whole Knicks thing, I mean, they play hard. They got a defensive coach. Last night was a great example watching that game. They couldn't get stops. Of course they couldn't. They don't have anybody that can stop Giannis. Of course they couldn't stop Dame. Both those guys just made the all-time NBA, you know, top 75 list. You know how good you have to be to be a top 75 player of all time? <laughs> You're going back to Mikan. I mean, they're just like, you've got to be unbelievable. Knicks don't have one. And so, and by the way, you can see what happens to the Knicks this year. They're 10 and 0 against teams that are 500 or worse, and they're 2 and 8 against winning teams. So it's just like the NFL, it's all fool's gold. Got to have a Mahomes. NBA, you got to have a Giannis or two. And um, you know, that what the Knicks feel like, they feel like structurally the Raptors right before Kawhi got there. And and the Raptors were good, and they made the playoffs, and there was a lot of hope, and you liked the coach, and you kind of thought they kind of got their act together now here in Toronto, and then they got Kawhi, and you win a title. That's what the Knicks need. But you watched them last night, I'm like, yeah, they just can't get stops. This is Giannis, Dame, hot, can't get stops, nothing they can do. And so, you know, but I mean, they have some pieces. They got the Toronto Raptors pre-Kawhi. They got some pieces. You can like the coach. They're not, they're not as goofy as they were years ago when they took big swings on guys past their prime that were really expensive. I kind of feel like the Knicks are well-run now. But they need a guy. All right, J-Mac. I watched that one, and I watched the Lakers-Suns, uh, which was a crazy entertaining basketball game for a regular season NBA game. Hey, can we, can we go back to uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets real quick? Sure. So they just announced Zach Wilson as a starter. What do I do? I'm a degenerate. I go right to the app, see what the line is, see if there's any impact of Zach Wilson Half a point. as the starter. Your thoughts. Half. What do you? What would you guess the spread is? It was seven early this week. I would say Zach Wilson is worth half a point over Tim Boyle, so it's like the wins above replacement. I don't think Zach Wilson's usually worth a point or half a point, but above Tim Boyle, it's half a point, six and a half. So it was six and a half, after, seven, six and a half, six, and now it's five and a half. So yeah. I think people were buying the anticipation that Zach would accept being the starter, got out in front of it, got the six and a half. What and you six. want, you want your starting quarterback in the NFL to be worth somewhere between five and a half points and nine and a half points. Yeah. That's what you want. And Zach Wilson's probably worth half I'll a I'll say point. Houston picked off Russell Wilson three times. So this no, defense I, is improving. No, no, no. Houston is, th that defense is legit. Our two next. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.